Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Talking Nonsense About Impact Wrestling Podcast. Cross the line in three, two, one. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 73 of the Talking Nonsense About Impact Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jeff, and alongside me, as always is the uh, Tony Khan to my big swole. It's Max, everybody. What's going on, Max? <laughs> oh, that's messed up. That's... <laughs> uh, that's a good way to start. Uh, so, obviously, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about uh, today on the show, uh, tonight on the show, or whenever you're watching this. Um, in, in, in the fact that you are, thank you. Uh, I hope you had a great holiday season, or if it's continuing, or whatever you celebrate. Enjoy that, but I'm glad that you guys... Uh, you guys came here and, and, and watched us at some point, listened to us at some point. Um, you know, as we always say, uh, we love doing this one friend at a time, one fan at a time. Uh, and, and we're glad to uh, do this every Saturday currently at live 8 p.m. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a lot to talk about, Max. Uh, we don't have any power rankings, obviously, because we had the uh, end of the year awards. Wrestling Jeebus back in the day, buddy. Good to happy see you, buddy. New Year. I'm going to happy New Year. Happy New Year, wrestling. Uh, oh, yeah. And then uh, if you can't see him, I'm sure I'm wearing it today. Much love to Betty White. <laughs> Everyone loves Betty White. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. I will not waste any more time. Uh, I want to get to it, but let's get to the numbers first. Uh, guys, Twitter, we're cracking 3,100, 3, which is awesome. Keep it going. And we, since last time, we had two more uh, subscriptions on the YouTube. If you're watching on the YouTube <laughs> uh, and uh, are not a subscriber, hit that button. It takes you no time whatsoever. We don't annoy you with all those bells and whistles, uh, but we have 249. Our goal was 300 by Bound for Glory. That obviously did not happen. <laughs> uh, we never said which Bound for Glory. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bound for Glory 2022. Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, uh, speaking of that great transition, we will actually be looking into the future yet again, the year 2022. What that means, we'll have to wait and see, but it will be an enjoyable segment at the end here. Uh, hello, everyone, everyone in the chat there. Um, and thank you to all the podcast listeners as well. I'm not uh, done reading numbers. I apologize. Um, up on Twitch to 71, as I said, we always gain one an episode. <laughs> so by 100, episode 100, We'll probably be a 98, so we're pretty close. Uh, and then uh, you guys on the podcast are still uh, listening and, and liking and subscribing, and we really appreciate that. All right. So for tonight's show, uh, we have a few hot topics. Uh, and then, of course, the five will be the year, the end, uh, end of the year segment, or beginning of the year segment. First will be free agency. A uh, few things to touch on with that. Uh, Tony Storm, Mercedes Martinez, Jonah's contract being revealed. Uh, two, speaking of reveals, we have Sue Young's reveal, uh, and what that means not only for her, uh, and, uh, but also Kimber and Brandy. Impact Catch Up will go over the full rundown of all of the winners for 2021 of Impact, as well as our nine nonsenses. If you're watching on YouTube, you could see right there above on the Tron has all of our little pretty. Or if you're currently watching on. Or twitch you can look up correct too. there you go max always coming in clutch uh and then a four is the one we already alluded to something interesting because obviously big swole is a free agent as well but uh there's something more that uh happened and it, it's worth talking about not for the negative aspect of it uh but how it affects them and if it does it all or what you know how we see that or the double standard of that all right so max I, let's get right into free agency because i really want to get to number four <laughs> and i know you do as well 
I do. Let's start with free agency. So Tony Storm, uh, as long uh, along with Jeff Hardy, were individual releases. Uh, I won't get into the details of because one, we don't know. Uh, two, we don't know. Uh, you know a little bit of, of what they leak out there, but that's all. So you have Tony and Jeff, who are free agents, uh, assumed to go to AEW. Um, and, and that's an interesting little tidbit I read about Tony maybe urging people uh, to get out of their contract. Uh, you also have Jonah's reveal to his contract with Impact. Uh, he will be here at least till Rebellion. So we have four months to, to make up his mind. And then Mercedes Martinez has signed and is all elite, even though she will be on this week's episode of Impact Wrestling. So let's start with that. The Forbidden, the forbidden door. door. Open once again. Due to taped episodes. <laughs> so uh, why don't you start it off with that number one free agency and uh, then we'll move on from there. Yeah, I mean, I, personally, I think Tony Storm is probably the biggest one. Um, I mean, Jeff Hardy name wise, but I, I feel like he's going to AEW because Matt's there. It, it just makes the most sense there. Uh, but Tony Storm, she's a, a great wrestler. I think she would be a big draw to for Impact to get to add to their knockouts division. It's already a strong division, but I do think it is missing some like top end star power. And I think she could be one of those people. She's a great wrestler. She's got a got a good look. So I think that, to me, would be one of the people that I would be pretty high on Impact going after. Yeah. Um, Jonah, I, I like the fact that he's here for four months. Really? I think it gives him a good amount of time to, one, for Impact to develop storylines for him and not to just be, oh, he's gone a month right. from now. So it really is going to allow – it really – makes his matches kind of makes you wonder is he going to win is he going to lose like where are these stories going to go because you have some time to work some things so i really like that um and i do think it, it gives impact a chance to show him you know what we've got maybe potential plans we have for him and see if he likes it here but even if he signs someplace else especially if he signs in new japan and if he ends up being primarily in new japan strong in the u.s I think that there's if you know if he enjoys his time and impact over this time, there's still a possibility for him to come back and work here. So it's kind of what I feel about the uh, the free agents. Um, Mercedes Martinez. I mean, it is what it is. Um, good luck to her in AEW. I would have liked to have her in Impact. I think she probably would have made a bigger impact in Impact than she will in AEW. But you know, you've got to make the best decisions for you. Yeah. Uh, nothing there that I, I, I wouldn't agree with, uh, for the most part. So Jonah, yeah, I, you know, I know we had that debate of would that really matter if he loses or, or, or do we already know if he's going to win or lose ba based yeah. on what we know? Um, I, th I think this opens the door for at least to be what you were more speaking of, which is maybe not, you know, he has to chase Jonah, but if he gets beaten by Jonah, uh, there's three months still to capitalize on that and, and fill out a whole storyline. I'm sure it's an arc compared to a, a one-off uh, week kind of kind of thing. Uh, Impact's yeah. been very, very good about continuity uh, and protecting its own and stuff. So um, I'll mention that. So I'm happy with Jonah. Mercedes Martinez, you know, even though she's on our roster page, she's already on their roster page, which and this the little thing already went out, I'm sure making a point uh, that she's with them. Look, everyone from impact side as a, a long fans at least I, I would say uh knew she wasn't going to stick around uh and that's not a a showing of the fact that we didn't want her to stick around of course we did um 
you know, she is that veteran that is the top of the food chain that you just mentioned. Uh, that could be a top star for us. Uh, you know, she's on the other side of 40, I believe, um, which today's day and age, that really doesn't matter. Um, but could we have benefited from having a, another veteran? Sure. Because uh, we are bringing in a lot of women's talent, but a lot of young. Uh, it doesn't mean they're not veterans in their own right. It's just a matter of, you know, uh, putting it all together. So, yeah. uh, Tony Storm, I agree with you, but I just don't – I don't think you leave that unless you know what's next. And could impact be that what's next? It's possible. Um, you know, she seems like an AEW lock as far as to, to help their diversity. <laughs> um, but – you know, it's been a while since we had, I think we've only had one successful British female uh, wrestler in our company, um, which is, isn't, I don't like that. Uh, Magnus? What's that? <laughs> no, no. no uh, uh, Winter. Uh, Katarina. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, and I guess Chelsea, if you want to mention that ballet. Uh, you know, so it, it would be nice to have her... <laughs> have her in here uh i just think she fits too well there and, and honestly we're bringing in masha we're bringing all these people I, even though she's diverse in a national sense she's actually australian. Is she australian am i that dumb apparently and we have the lock on the australian wrestling. that is fair know? okay see and it's not a thing of accents self-admittedly i've seen two matches i know her twitter <laughs> i guess i didn't know that she was uh so I apologize. There, but... I mean, just think about it this way. We got Team Canada. We've got Team Australia. Maybe we can get a Team Mexico going. Well, I mean, you know, we're just well, kind of. For, for that purpose, then, I'm even more so Juice Robinson or Tony R. And I, yeah, that's true. Um, but I think he's headed. Well, maybe not. Um, Alvi's going to WWE uh, anymore. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, but getting back to that, now, I, especially knowing she's Australian. <laughs> um I don't think she adds, but only so much. And, and I don't want it to take away from all the people that we are bringing in. Doesn't mean I wouldn't be excited if we got her. Of course I would. Yeah. Um, but I won't be, you know, bought her if, if we don't. Um, but I think there's roster spots that you could slide in here, especially if the knockouts get more time and another, uh, maybe an avenue um, to showcase themselves. You are going to need depth, and I. But I think that depth should be filled by a few other people that we'll be talking about at number four, maybe, uh, and so on. So some real diversity. Uh, as far as Jeff Hardy goes, I said throw the bag at him before. I don't think there's, I, and obviously I have no personal knowledge of it. Is he or is where is he at in his head or in his life? Um, but I just feel like, man, it, it, it makes more sense for him to end it with Matt. But who says they're going to end it anytime soon? Uh, so, yeah, that's so with a little run, if he's reliable um, and, and he's actually interested and headstrong to, to come to uh, Impact, cool man. It would be nice to have you know have a match or two, kind of like Christian did for a bit. Um, but I don't, you know, long term, I'm, I'm siding with you more there. So, all right. So yeah, I see a lot of Juice Robinson, Tony thing. As I always say in the show, man, um, I, I'm not a big fan of banking on the fact that people are in relationships uh, because people easily are out of them. Uh, and also I worked with my wife for seven years or whatever. It was the greatest seven years of your um, life. You know, 
Every well, day. not you know, for for it benefited after we got out of the same industry, but uh, um, you, you know. Let's be real, and I bring it up too sometimes for certain people. Like it, it's one of those things you have to. I think it's one of those things you have to think about. Like, oh, oh this person's dating them for sure. But at the same time. Impact isn't WWE where you're touring 300 days out of the year. Right. You film four episodes in a week or in two days, and then you're gone for a month. Yeah. Like, so you guys can hang out. So if she's if one's in AEW and one's in Impact, they can still hang out when he when they're not. Yeah. So it's not like WWE where if you guys aren't working <laughs> together, you may never see. Especially each other. on the same brand. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, who was it? It was. Um, Trinity and who is that? Who it is? Trinity is it? Five? Oh, who oh is in, uh, the... in real life, you're talking about um, yeah, Naomi, yeah. But yeah, Naomi, mm. that's who it was. Yeah, but her and whichever one of the um brothers she's dating, but like they had talked about, they were on different shows and like hadn't seen each like had seen each other like once in three right. months. Family, like that's insane. Family, the company for family. All right, uh, I do want to mention also that today is. The uh, the first of the year, STP's contract officially ran up with ROH. So um, Shane Taylor, Keith Lee's on the thing there. You know, obviously STP group is pretty damn cool to begin with in ROH. I have a feeling we're going to see a ROH, uh, uh, not group necessarily, but I, I think we're going to see Mike, Mini Mike and Maria back. ROH talent are free agents. Not all of them. Some, some, some are not. Uh, some have some dates still, if I'm not mistaken. I believe they're the ones that they kept the belt on. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe you're right. I don't know why. Okay. All right. Let's get to number two. Uh, this one should be fun. I saw my phone blow up. Uh, DMs and all that. I don't really... haven't been on the Twitter too much. Obviously, I, who just mentioned, uh, has been killing it on Twitter for us. But Sue Young's pregnant. Uh, it was revealed at the end of the Impact episode. Um, sh- the reveal was uh, that she absorbed the uh, energy. I guess she was disappointed in her undead bridesmaids uh, and absorbed them. And now she has a baby. Um, obviously, they're including this in storyline. Max, I'll kick it to you. It, because, one, I don't like to pat myself on the back. Uh, I... Uh, I'm not a big Barry Horowitz. You know how I am. It's it's fine to no. do that. I've been patting myself on the back that I call the Good Brothers coming to Impact ever, ever since they and, got And that's, your, so. that's on your character. My character is not no. to pat myself on the back. My character is flawless. Flawed. Um, <laughs> what that? Flawless. Flawless. <laughs> flawless victory. All right. Um, yeah, so I'm going to kick it to you and let you say what you say. I, but the first thing I want to mention, because there was one, and I won't mention you, whatever details but kind of deter you know disturbed me there i have no inside knowledge of impact wrestling maybe a little bit we know you know a person in passing or whatever but not enough to where i could call or text or or dm someone and them just say oh yeah sue's pregnant no clue okay i went to slammiversary we made eye contact when she (laughs) when she came out and i just knew uh, maybe because my wife just had a kid or what, but uh, I just got that vibe. She gave off that. She pregnant gave off vibe. that pregnant vibe to me, man. And uh, I've been saying it since day one. Respectfully, Rich has looked happier. You know, it's just kind of a no, no, there's none of that. <laughs> but I, I will say this: congratulations to them. Uh, we've been saying it on this show to the to two three hundred people that listen and watch. 
Um, haven't been running around with it. Obviously things go, you know, sideways sometimes. Um, but I'm, I'm glad it, it's healthy. They're happy and in kayfabe that it, uh, can't wait to find out who the dad is. So I will say, I said it on Twitter, much like a lot of sports media, we really just throw out a bunch of hot takes mm. and hope some of like we do. Like they're I mean, my personal and, beliefs. They're not. No, I know. No, I know. I'm not saying you're just we're just making shit up. But we throw out things that we think may happen. We say things that we like we've noticed. Like I noticed this. I've noticed that. And then sometimes we're right. Sometimes we're wrong. If we're right, we're always like, hey, look, you know, we were right about this. So it's it's not that we have any inside sources. It's just our opinions and what we think is makes sense and things like you noticed. Right. Um, in regard to this, I think. For who's the father going to be, I'm interested to see if it leads to a reveal of some type of someone mm -hmm. coming in. Um, I think that would be interesting. For the other two undead brides, I'm a little torn. I like that yeah. gimmick, but I also think they would be great together as a tag team just as each, just as themselves, especially Kimber. Um, I think Kimber's amazing. Oh, yeah. I do think this has helped Brandy Loren a bit in terms of just her character, because she's done really well. I don't really know what her character was. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't really have a character, but, like, with, obviously, with Kimber, we, she kind of had everything with the whole student. So we saw her in that, like, storyline yeah. where she was that. So I feel like I like them as the Undead Brides, but I also think it would be a good opportunity for them to kind of split away and just be a tag team themselves. I really do hope that no matter which step they take they focus on them more as a tag team because we do need tag teams and they are a legitimate tag team so it is whether they stay the undead brides or they go off and become their own thing it is a chance for them to be the focus fair. of this and maybe kind of be built up so yeah you know that's fair I, I really didn't think like that for me i was more nervous for kimber and brandy um because i don't see where this goes i don't think they had enough fluidity yet uh, or a long enough trial to be um, a tag team enough to where you could take off the gimmick and hey it's Kimber and Brandy and we're just supposed to pop for them. I, I don't know if that's there. I, I like them in that gimmick. Was it a crutch? I wouldn't say that. I think it got him on television, got him time to work and as we always say Kimber is fucking phenomenal. When they use her on leash we'll see. Uh, you know she can go. You know and, and Brandy obviously has brings her own things to the table. I hope they stick around uh, if it's a tag team for the better, obviously. Uh, but as far as if we're going to go into, you know, the prediction of, of what's going to happen with this, the, the kayfabe baby and, and all that stuff, obviously she ate the souls. I imagine we get back to a point where they do get released from the undead. I don't know. Um, but the, there's two things I've been saying with this since day one. One, I think Sue's pregnant. And two, Bray Wyatt's going to be the father. Now, am I a real psychic? No. Um, do I have <laughs> pregnancy radar? Maybe. Um, <laughs> I saw Jesus in there. Um, but it would just make a lot of damn sense if Sue is pregnant. And, uh, no, no, obviously there are a lot of different people out there, but I, I've been saying this too. She's been putting tweets out there of, I loved you, all these other cryptic things. So there's obviously someone in mind that they have to be 
and they're not going to use Rich. Come on, it, it's Impact. It's a television show. I won't yeah. be. D- this baby isn't actually going to appear on right, TV. Right? Yeah, it's not. Gonna- so who the father is in the storyline doesn't have like it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to match up right. with who the actual father like, is. Like so. um, what was it? Bobby Lashley's wife Crystal had Scott Steiner's baby. Uh, <laughs> I think. <laughs> May Young had a hand, uh, had so a hand. so yeah, it can't like... be worse uh, worse than that. And I doubt Rockstar Spud will be pinned by whoever um, <laughs> uh, they give birth to, as he took a pin for Maxwell Hardy. So, um, is that his name Maxwell? No, that's not his name. King Maximus. Yeah, right? yeah. I think it's Max. It's Max something right. or other. Um, yeah, and either Wyndham is talked about here. Vincent from ROH could be revealed as the father, uh, not Vincent uh, Meat Sauce. Unfortunately, but uh, <laughs> the other. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of options here. All I know is much love to everyone involved. Um, I'm, of course, we're happy to be right. We're happy that they're blessed to to have a healthy child. Um, I hope everything goes swimmingly. Love the individuals. Love the wrestlers. Love the personalities. Um, this is just a positive. What comes of it comes of it. Uh, you know, but I don't think they put it on TV if she's going to sit home for another. Let's see. I think she was pregnant at anniversary, so for another what four months at least, and then and then leave. Yeah, I mean, her her belly was definitely big. You saw that, but I I don't think it was. She looked like she was ready to pop. So maybe three, four months. Three, four months. Yeah, yeah. She's a smaller, uh, you know, girl, obviously. But um, yeah, I you know I won't judge that, <laughs> but I will say. And uh, and here's the thing, because she's doing the backstage stuff, she can continue to run oh. this storyline. It's not like she has to go in the go in the ring and take power bombs from. Like one of the Dudleys, so it's... she could never have. She never has to wrestle again. That character is is yeah. over. Well, no, but I, I agree. Like her... I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. So that and the interesting thing I will say about Kimber and Brandy, if they do turn them back away from the undead brides to just normal people, one of the storylines they could build in is their transition from the undead brides back to normal people, and how are they dealing with that? That would give them like a connection to obviously together. Right. And then maybe so maybe that works. We'll you see. know, obviously, um, time will tell. Uh, as long as they have jobs with Impact, I'm happy. And uh, you know, once again, congratulations to Sue. Uh, awesome that uh, you know we've been talking about it. Now let's just hope that fifty other other fifty percent of the prediction uh, happens here. All right, let's get in. Let's get into number three. Let's go into Impact Catch-Up. Max, I'll, I'll start with you. Obviously, you have the Impact Wrestling Awards for 2021 up. Let's talk about those a little bit. Talk about uh, you know what we think about them and, and where that leads us into 2022. All right. So Wrestler of the Year was Josh Alexander. Do you want me to run through them and then we'll Just talk about them? Yeah. Okay. Knockout of the Year, Deanna Perrazzo. Men's Match of the Year, Josh Alexander versus TJP, the Iron Man match. Um, knockouts match of the year, Deanna Perrazzo versus Mickey James at Bound for Glory. Men's tag team of the year, the Good Brothers. Knockouts tag team of the year, Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellery. Mm. So uh, I think it's – their awards, just like our nonsenses, obviously these mean a little bit more. They go in actually his, history book, uh, <laughs> and they can look back at them. So do ours. Oh, yeah, true, true. All two years of it. Um it's what you expect. Usually you kind of look for something. I think last year they had a breakaway star of 2022 or something of that. Um, you know, so 
it's not really as telling as I thought it would be. Obviously, there's still because obviously fans voted, but I mean, Impact has final say. There's no, it's not American Idol for fuck's sake. Um, so how do you feel about those? How do you feel about if that's your core group? Um, and that's what they're. I mean, obviously, TJP is not even in the damn company anymore. Um, Mickey is a part timer, maybe. Um, you know, Good Brothers are, are running up. Uh, Jordan and Rachel are the tag team. There. So where are you? <laughs> so that one I thought was a little bit yeah. weird. Um, I thought you could have gone with Kira. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say Fire and Flavor would probably have been my pick if I'm looking at the whole year. Right. Uh, Good Brothers for Men's Tag Team of the Year. I mean, I feel like they've held the title all for pretty much a majority of the year, so it makes sense there. Josh Alexander. I'm okay with um, because he did so well as the X division champion. Um, I think you could have maybe made a case for Moose at the end there. Um, obviously, I mean, you could say Kenny Omega, but they weren't going to give Kenny Omega of rest of the year award from AEW. So okay. kick that out. Um, I mean, it just, they just, you just, they just weren't. No. Uh, Deanna makes complete sense for the knockout of the year. Like she held that title for so long. Um, the matches, though, I mean, for men's match, I mean, that's hard to argue that's not match of the year. Like, that was amazing. I agree. I, I think it's it, – the going against it had two things. Obviously, TJP is or is not with us. It seems like not. Um, and also, there was no crowd there. If that if that match was in front of a crowd, I mean yeah. – so, so I'm happy, but it's interesting that – Josh Alexander versus Christian might have been the other one. Hmm. I'm kind of uh, partial to Kenny Omega versus Sammy just because we saw it live. Sure. And anything you see live, like I remember our Bound for Glory being amazing. And then we watched Bound for Glory and it was horrible. I never thought our Bound for Glory was amazing. When when we were there, I thought 2011 it was, was the truth. Shit. Was it 11 or 12? Anyways, 12. I mean, I think, might have been 12. 12. I don't know. Whatever. It was, it, was, it, was, it was butt cheeks. Um. But yeah, I mean, I agree with most of them. John Perrazzo and Mickey James was a really good match, too. Mm. So, I mean, I, I don't have too many things that I feel like don't belong there, except for maybe Jordan Grace and Rachel Halloran. Okay, so obviously there's nothing deeper to that. I imagine, uh, you know, they're not going to give an award to Kiera, which is odd. You know, be, I mean, TJP gets one, Mickey, I don't know. Um, so with that being said, though, what's, what's, what's re- word the question you see that roster as i said or you see what the you know who our award winners are obviously it's a good cast uh, we, we predict and hope they all are here for 2022 what is glaring out at you that maybe we need a little bit more is it star power is it name value what is it I, see i don't i don't know because I'm looking at Impact's roster, I think – see, the pro the problem is so much of Impact, no matter who we have, is going to be downplayed. Kenny Omega could come over to Impact and permanently sign here, and people would talk about he, that he's over the hill. Like that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So like you look at the people – I'm just going to quickly run through their roster, and I'll list who I think this, in 2022 could be stars. Ace Austin oh. – Chris Bay, I'm trying to scroll through. Eddie Edwards is still a star. Like, he's older, but he still carries that star power. Um, let's see. Depending on what Jonah does, 
but I'll leave him out of the picture because we don't know if he's signed. Josh Alexander is there. Moose is there. I think Matt Cardona could take the next step. I think so too. Um, him and, and him and uh, Chelsea just got married, so let's say uh, congratulations. Yeah, to them. congratulations. But to them. I, I, I think uh, them two together would be a, a wonderful team. So, and if so, if you just look, and then we'll say, I'll say W Morrissey. If you look at just that, yeah. that's eight people that I think right now could be champion and be stars without any issues. Yeah. That's a good main event. That doesn't even include people like Trey Miguel, who's in the X Division, Steve Macklin, Sammy Callahan. We don't know when he's coming back. Like like Rich Swan and Rohit Raju, although older, are good mid cards. Yeah. Well, you know, I, and and that's the point I wanted to mention as well. Sammy, you know, obviously we took a dip when AEW came around. They they took half a good chunk of a roster. Um, we didn't have the means to keep them. We have the means to keep people now, so I'm not really worried about that as much. Um, but the people you're naming, I think are, are great. Uh, I love them in our main event scene. I think Moose and, and Josh are getting, uh, across the world recognition compared to just impact fan recognition. Uh, they broke through, but who's going to be that next person? Matt could be it. We'll see this Sunday or Saturday, excuse me. Uh, hard to kill. Uh, what kind of performance he gives. I, I just think he does better as a heel. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I think the one thing we're missing is tag teams. For, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Like that is the weakness of this roster right now. Both men's and women's is a good deep tag team division. Yeah, it's just hard nowadays when I agree. certain people, you know, tag teams don't matter uh, or don't draw money. Um, so that love isn't instilled. Everyone wants to be a single star. Um so the problem is, is that we, we're not slowly building tag teams. We're not, we're not creating them at all, is what I want to say. Um, we have a few tag teams that are known from other companies. And then we sprinkle in BBD and stuff, but it's more of gimmick tag teams, not really go tag teams you know rich and willie you know yeah. tag teams are a must i agree with you there i want to go too far on that because i wanted to stop at 8 30 so we could talk about swollen con but yeah I, you know I, I think so too i think looking at that and what impact i'm looking for forward to is the development and growth of that division though both of those divisions but i think the women's the knockouts division tag team division is right now leaps and bounds ahead i agree I think the, the women's tag division is definitely growing, and it's but it's definitely better than the men's right now. Correct. I agree. It's a good way to put it. All right, so here's here's the juicy one we're all going to talk about. Um, this is the one, uh, which is a two-parter. Obviously, we've praised AEW in here throughout the years. We've shit on them throughout the years. As we always say, we are honest, unbiased, and transparent. So, so what we're about to say has nothing to do uh, of bias uh, or AEW Max Watches Weekly. Um, you know, we bond with everyone. I, I say the same thing that I'm about to say in life in general. Okay. This is a cancel-free space. We're going to have a communication, a, a, have a conversation and communicate uh, our thoughts on the subject. If we make a mistake, we correct each other uh, without anger and uh, we hold no anger. That's how things get better. That's how things move forward. Uh, so we're going to do that. 
And we're going to be honest and uh, say our opinions there. And uh, who doesn't like uh, two white guys talking about race? Because <laughs> we're experts. Uh, but yeah, no. So obviously the story is this. I'll keep it minimal. I'll let you fill in. I'm sure you have a lot to talk about. Big Swole, uh, her contract expired. Could have ended like that. Uh, no other talk. She said what she said in an interview. I'll get to my opinion later. Personally, don't think it was that critical. Um, I'll let you speak to that. Tony Khan replied. We haven't got a reply from either of them since then. AEW wrestlers and wrestlers around the, including Sue Young, have spoke out a little bit. What's your take, Max? Where, where are we at with this? So... What I'm about to say, I'm going to give this information for free, but I really should call up Tony and sell it to him because clearly he doesn't understand this concept, but I'm just going to give it out to all the listeners for free. If you run a business and one of the people that used to work with you says that they feel as though your business isn't as diverse as it could be, the correct way to respond isn't list your minority people that work for you. And then tell everybody the reason why that person no longer works for you is because they suck. That's just not the correct way to go handle right. things. Like Tony, like you are a you are a businessman. This isn't like some random. This isn't Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks screaming out as like top people. This is the guy who owns AEW, and this is the second or third time, at least that I can remember, where he has just said some dumbass shit. That makes me feel like he wants to be Vince McMahon. Like to the point – like and not to the point of – Character like, or real like, life? No, to, like, to the point where like Vince McMahon has had that persona of I am so powerful. I can do or say what I want and it does not matter because WWE is a machine. Mm. And Tony Khan has started to act like AEW is such a machine that he can do whatever he wants. I agree with you in the fact that the things she said really weren't that bad. The first thing she mentioned was that um, basically that if you aren't someone who goes out there and creates your own character, creates your own promos, is really like fast on the mic, you kind of get left behind in AEW. Personally, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. If AEW was trying to push that, like, hey, this is the type of product we want. Do we want wrestlers who are fast on their like on the on their feet when it comes to thinking, who are good promos by themselves, who can do it? Cool. That's just that's just what you yeah. want. That's fine. There's other companies who will write your promos for you, and you can still be a great a big star there. The second one with diversity, whether you agree or disagree, I agree with you. This wasn't her like slinging shit at AEW. Nope. This was just a general criticism where she was like, hey, I think we could be better or they could have been better in this Mm -hmm. way. And the problem is so many people really quickly on Twitter, like people can't handle criticism. But in most cases, when they say someone can't handle criticism, what they've actually done is shit talked that person and got upset that that person responded. In this case, it was legitimate, well thought out criticism. And Tony Khan just couldn't handle it. My third part is, or the my I guess the next part is the fact that he's like the reason why she's not here is because she just wasn't good enough or some effect of that. To me, if I was a wrestler currently either in AEW or thinking about signing with AEW, I have to think now if I decide to leave there and give my opinion about the company, and my opinion is anything other than rainbows and sunshine, 
is the owner of the company going to come out and say, yeah, well, they're not here because they suck? Like, can you imagine if after everybody that was re- released from WWE, they came out like, Vince, why'd you release these people? And Vince was like, because they all sucked. They just weren't good enough to be right. here. Like, the the wrestling world would have ex- would have collapsed. Yeah. Like, the bias is is pretty trans is pretty apparent here. Uh, yeah, but I, do you have more? Or do you want me to jump in? Well, no, and it's and that like that's the thing for me is like there's this to me. I think this is the type of thing. And Big Swole actually, I think in the thing she mentioned how bloated their roster mm-hmm. was as well. And we have talked about that that could be something that could keep people from going yeah. there because when you see a massive roster, you have to wonder how much time am I going to get if I go there. But this type of response from Tony Khan is legitimately the type of thing that could stop people from going there because yeah. because if you don't like because you're like you don't like your boss. It could – like and if you're already – it's a bloated roster and now you're like, well – so I, – I agree with you. So that's my thoughts on that, and then I'll let you respond, and then we'll get to well, – Bix will come into – Yeah, because you've got a, uh, different layers of this uh, to talk about. So yeah. yeah. Well, first I want to say if Vince would have said that, yes, it would have been scorched. Or, the thing is, is Vince would never say this, um, and, and it's not a – look, you can say it's a family atmosphere. We don't know. We're not back there in regards to AEW. You can say that about Impact. We, we preach that. We don't know. We're not back there. WWE, we know it's ran corporately. Okay. And, and if you're running it in a corporate way, you get what you get on the day-to-day work. And that's why wrestlers tend to leave. They get burnt out. They don't want to be there, whatever it may be. But you're always going to get a paycheck. You're always going to get professionalism. Maybe not behind the scenes. <laughs> but but in the day-to-day, uh, how they handle things, they're not going to make a mistake to where they can get repercussions to it. Because they are going to sell. It, they're, they're eventually going to sell. And even if they don't, they don't need that skin mark on their track record. Correct. All right. So they don't need another, uh, you know, what were those things on um, A&E? The, uh, not A, was it A&E? Or no, Vice, excuse me. The Dark Side of the Ring. We don't need, we, we don't need a, yeah. a Dark Side of the Ring, uh, WWE, again. So one is foolish for him to say that. Two, you know, I don't dislike Tony Khan whatsoever. Um, you know, I wouldn't fuck with him. I don't do coke, allegedly. Not me, allegedly, but him allegedly. I yeah, don't hang out. You know, I don't do that kind of shit. Um, I don't like the Jaguars, um, and uh, I'm not an AEW fan. So, so I had no reason to interact with him. But if I was Thinking about it as a fan, this would kind of rub me the wrong way. It's not as family atmosphere inclusive that everyone's talking about. It's a little peel back the backstage. And then once you say something you don't like, just like the fans of AEW, a lot of them, let's be fair. They're not going to like you. They're going to treat you like shit. They're going to act like that and reach out because no one can communicate. Okay. And no one can take criticism. He showed his hand. Do I think that affects it when you have that kind of money, uh, that kind of platform with TNT and that kind of buzz and, and fans that will uh, be with you till the day they die? No. Uh, I, I think you still go there. I think you still try. I think just like WWE, people say, oh, not me. Not me. I, You know what I mean? Um, I'll be the one that breaks through NXT and then goes. To... It's just people always bet on themselves, and they should. Um, if you're in this line of business, you should have some kind of 
um, ego that says, hey, give me an opportunity and I'll crush it. And I think a lot of the people in AEW took it when it first started because it was everything we just mentioned or I just mentioned. Um, but what you see, and this is from day one, and I sounded like a hater in the beginning when they first started, but I'm going to repeat it now, and it feels so. That perfect imagery of the five best friends who started this, who who dumped aid uh, ROH in, in New Japan and owned, or started their own company. And once again, don't know the situation, but it started like that. Burning a bridge. Is that fair to say? No, I, okay. I agree. I definitely think it definitely with ROH. Okay. So they start with that. That puts up a red flag. They do that cover of whatever digest or whatever. And it has also Kong on it and Brandy and it's so sunny kiss. They wield out their diversity. They have diversity. I want to say that. Okay. I did the math because that's what kind of crazy person I am. 31% of their roster, according to their roster page, uh, whoever's on there doesn't have Kier on there, so the stats aren't going to be right. But 31% are... Of their side. I don't think she's officially signed okay. with them. 31% that are on that all-leap page, wrestling roster, are of some ethnicity, international, uh, for somewhere else. They are... There's some, oh, I didn't count Miro and stuff. So if they don't, they don't recognize as white. I'll say that, okay? So is that bad, 31%? No, it's not that bad. You look at the the numbers of wins to losses in the records, 1,025 uh, to 737. So that's a 58 to 42 winning percentage. The problem is, you can he could have just named those stats and just said that, but he didn't. Slash, those stats mean shit when you're winning fake matches once a month. And, and so my boss can write it on his Twitter account that we want to match a month. Okay. It, it's not about diversity. It's all about representation. And he has the diversity. He has the toy chest of, of everyone you could want or, or can get anyone wants. And yet when he started the company, there is no black champion. I don't trust the process. I don't think anyone should be handed anything. Race, sex, religion, anything. Everyone works for it, but if you are damn good and you are the best at in your whatever it may be in your field, you get that fucking job. You should be a champion. Yeah. And you're telling me that he didn't, couldn't throw a bag at Moose? He couldn't throw a bag at Lashley? Any of those people that were on the free agent market when they started? He did not. That's a choice. You, you, you get people when and you sign them so you have the diversity, but what do you do with that diversity? Now you could say, well, they didn't match up, and we'll and I'll uh, transcend or transition that. First of all, I do want to mention that Impact Wrestling is a thirty-eight uh, percent uh, people of color, so pretty dope. Um, but anyways, this will go into the Swole thing. I can't lie and say that I think Big Swole is a good wrestler either. I, I've seen a handful of matches, so I, I can't say she is or isn't, but. I think it's fair to say that he's not maybe that wrong if it if it was the wrestling thing. The thing is is you don't you don't have to mention it. Yeah, you, you just don't and that's the thing, you just don't mention it. I feel like with him and I've seen a bunch of people on um Twitter talk about, oh well this this person of color had a match against John Moxley. Okay. 
it's not about just having a one-off match or a short program. Right. Like, it's what are you what are you doing with that? And I don't. And people talk about well, they this person has wrestled on Explosion seventeen times. This like, I'm gonna let you know when you're talking about WWE, and I'm like, I haven't seen this person on TV in six right. months. No one's like, um, excuse me, they've been on main event fifteen <laughs> times yeah. this year. Who gives a fuck about right. me? Like. It's it's Rampage and Dynamite are the only two shows that matter in terms of people being on TV. Uh, but I feel like the main issue with Tony Khan is when you look at Vince, and Vince, obviously Vince got his company from his father, but Vince built WWE through his hard work into this ma- – like, like he came up with WrestleMania. He got the TV contracts. He did all the expansion. Like he basically built this Fair. empire it, it, that was WWE. You're taking into consideration that he stole the top talents from all of the okay, – well, Correct. Okay. No, yeah, that, yeah, all that stuff. I'm just talking about like like he built WWE right. up. Like whether it's signed the people. The business. Came up with this idea. Yeah. Came up with this idea of this is what I want WWE, and he did yeah. all that. Tony Khan and I might be wrong. I, I only I looked at this Wikipedia page to see where like where his money comes from. And the first thing I can see is he was his dad gave him a job working for the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So to me it looks like his money comes from his father. Which hey, nothing I'm not let you know. My dad was a billionaire. I'd love that shit right. too. Nothing wrong with that. But he basically took this money, talked to Kenny Omega, um the Young Bucks and Cody. Cody and we're like, let's make a program. I can throw all my money at it. And I feel like he, because he didn't take this company from a small little company and build it up, he's got this chip on his shoulder. That, and that's why he lashes out the way he does sometimes. That's why he yeah. lashed out at about um, new or um, NWA. I lent them all this this talent. I paid for their right. people. That's why he's lashing out this way because he has this chip on his shoulder because it was. You just had money, and you just did this all at once. It wasn't a slow build or anything. Mm. He didn't work for it. Really? Right. Yeah. So I feel like that's it. In terms of Big Swole coming, I, I will say I've seen some of her matches. Unfortunately, nothing sticks that's, out at yeah. me. A, a lot of that, though, very well may be because most AEW women's matches don't stick out to me. Outside of Britt Baker versus um, – Ty, Ty Conti at the pay-per-view I thought was sure. really good. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa was amazing. And then um, maybe an occasional match here or there. I know Serena Deeb um, had a match yeah, with – We don't want to turn this into the AEW podcast. But, but, yeah. but yeah, but I'm going to say but like, none of their matches stick out to me. So I don't know if it's not – is she not a good wrestler or is it just that AEW only has one women's match a, a show and because of that I don't know. Well, so – I'm not sure what level she is. All right. So we have 13 minutes left, so I'm going to say uh, say that. I, I don't think she's uh, – you know, I think she'll fit right in if she was with Savannah Evans and they were a big tag team. I, I think that would work really well. And if she is limited, it works. If she's not limited, it works even better. And it uh, – And apparently she's married to Cedric Alexander. Yeah. And as we know, being married to someone means their spouse right. comes. So well, she's going so, to – yeah, WWE or something. No. We'll get her an impact and we'll bring Cedric over. Okay. I love All right. Her. Uh, well, you know, look, at the end of the day, Tony Khan can say, and that was his rebuttal of people of color. And the reason I'm going to mention this is because, uh, I other said Leo is the only one that, uh, said something. Um, Starks deleted his Twitter. Maybe it's, it's something different. Um, 
I just was ACH, ACH would work there. So Starks was Starks was uh, off his uh, goddamn Max deleted his Twitter, um, and then Hobbs and Jay defended him uh, and said, "My opportunity shows you that because you because you got two people of color, a great position. That means and, and great position. I mean, not a champion yet, ever. <laughs> Winning records, my chance. So I mean, I think he." Thought he thought. I think he thought he had set this up the best he could, where he couldn't get criticized. And then the fact that he is, he's automatically since people are nitpicking, which, um, you know, I don't know. Track record speaks for itself. Look at it there, um, and kind of uh, figure that out. I will say this though: uh, Swolden mentioned the process and the lack of structure, and uh, she also mentioned that uh, her and Kenny didn't get along too much when it came to the booking or agreed on the booking. Uh, so Kenny Omega, you're, you're champion of champions, Max. You're the guy you think is the best wrestler in the world who's booking the women's division um, is the main issue, it seems. So I, I won't get into all of that. I just had to get that dig in there. Uh, He's the best bout machine. He's not the best booking okay. machine. Yeah, fair enough. Not, you fair know. enough. Um, you know, I, I just hope that at the end of the day, people feel comfortable still speaking out and not feel like they're going to have a not ha- or miss out on an opportunity because – one person uh, rallied the troops. I mean, I think she's already getting shit. I think I saw in there that Leo was already backtracking. Um, <laughs> you know, look, at the end of the day, uh, we don't live in that world. Uh, obviously, we're, we're two white folk. Um, so we can only speak to it so much. On top of that, it's a different dynamic because Tony is Indian. Uh, so yes. from his po- standpoint, maybe he doesn't see race. The problem with that is, is the rest of America is obsessed with it. Uh, and, um, you, he isn't putting people who should be in places, in places, in my opinion. She, last thing I'll say is she mentioned structure. If structure. we're talking about places for her to come, Impact has done a really good job at, at finding like niches and spots to put people yeah. in and developing them so if we are looking at a spot where she could come obviously we know wwe basically writes your promos they're super structured yeah. but impact is as well and impact is very good at finding people and then putting them and then giving them opportunities to shine so i think there's a possibility well, she comes here but we'll you see you also have to and there's a different aspect to this and i was thinking about the other day because you have someone like moose who obviously is the I would say best different professional athlete um, to to make it in wrestling. I mean, there's some obviously Ernie Ladd, and there's back in the day, but in modern era, I mean, uh, Kurt Angle is obviously another one who's transitioned. Um, I'm trying to read the stuff in there, but yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he was an official NFL player, not tried out for an NFL team. So. Right, right, right. Sorry, I was reading the thing and I forgot where I was going. Leo probably got told to backtrack. Yeah, it's possible. I don't really know. Um, you know, I, I just think there's a lot of things. What were we talking about? Uh, football. Talk okay, about thank you. Thank you. He's the... So my point of bringing in Moose is this. Not everyone in wrestling is grows up loving wrestling. It just is what it is. Some are athletes that fall to this or love at athleticism or love drama and they want to be part of something different and well, once your career's up in the professionals of other things, you have other places to find work and a canvas to perform your art. 
So I think there's a lot of people like for every ex NFL person or, you know, shitty gymnastic person that turned out to be crap that WWE has, you know, tried to create. There's someone like a big soul who's athletic and strong and maybe didn't grow up loving wrestling. Maybe she did. I don't know the story, but there's a lot of people like that that could use that extra hand to say, okay, so you have the look, you have the, the, the way to, to go about it. You know how to wrestle. You could talk. Here's character wise, what we can do or where we think you should be headed. Some people just aren't creative. It doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean they suck at their job. Yeah. It means that on top of everything else they're responsible for eating, right? Food, family, travel, uh, wrestling promos, all these things, matches, on top of that, they have to come up with a character. So w- when you find someone who could do all of that, God bless you. But it's not a 5-2 athlete. It's not always there. So the fact that they can Some singers don't write their own songs. Most singers don't write their own <laughs> Not everyone's Eminem who can get up there and just instantly throw down freestyle verses. Yeah. Some people have great voices. And some are Jay-Z. Sing other people, so... Yeah. Uh, fucking clown shoes. All right. All right. Uh, no, it's full. All right, guys, uh, we are going to get into the year 2002, but with that, we need to take a, a small 2022. 2022. <laughs> we are, we are going to turn back the clock 20 years man. and we are going to make some predictions and we're going to see if they come, come true. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> oh man! You sure you didn't go back to twenty two thousand? Psychic Jeff is back uh, for an appearance here uh, <laughs> at the end. Of, oh man! At the end of it, uh, this is to to pop our friends. You sure, you don't do coke? Fuck no, man! I don't know. <laughs> I'd be living on the street, brother. <laughs> no money. Um. All right. So, what is this? Is this the coke person look? I don't know. Crooked man. Glasses. glasses. I don't even drink anymore, guys. Kind of That's the treehouse look. All right, guys. Uh, if you're a, a friend or, or family or watch the show on the regular, you know that once in a blue moon, I break out a psychic y thing um, where we look into the year 2022. Big time into the future. Uh, which we're already there. Uh, but that's the funny part of it. I'm going to tell you five stupid predictions that I have. You laugh, you don't, you turn the channel. Hey, it's it, it's worth a chance, right? It's worth a try. Just supposed to be fun. All right, guys. All right, so we'll take down the nonsense you can hear. Apologize for the microphone. I'm actually holding it myself this week. Okay, let's take away that. All right. So my first prediction of 2022. Okay. I'm seeing 90 Day Fiance. Beyonce. Okay, let's see here. <clears throat> the demo of 18 to 49 will no longer matter to wrestling fans when they realize that their wrestling company's demo gets the shit kicked out of it on a weekly basis by 90 Day Fiance. 1849, you know who is the number one in cable? 90 Day Fiance. Stop caring about the demo. Huh. Another prediction I have. Get a rich old oh. white dude holding money yeah. bags. Yeah, that's my next prediction. Gotta remember what the fuck I'm supposed to say. <laughs> uh, impact, impact. Oh, it's coming to me. It's coming. Impact senior citizen demo 
uh, that everyone makes fun of, will become the true barometer of success when people look in their bank accounts and see that boomers actually control all the money in the United States. Uh, I mean, that's true. 18, I know a lot of 30-year-olds that have no disposable income. My parents, my dad bought a boat a couple months ago just because. So, And I grew up in a crack house. All right, moving on. <laughs> we all have different, we all have different ways to gain. All right, let's see what I got next up here. Rock. rock. All right, the rock. Is he coming to impact? He was already in impact. He was already in impact. No, he's not test. He ain't the rock. You don't want to hear big mouth talk. All right, uh, the rock. Dwayne Johnson will announce his intent to run for president. He runs on a campaign of, why not? The country has already hit rock bottom. <laughs> we'll be I here mean, all night. He's next. already got the show about him being president or... That is the other prediction. Like, I just, uh, all my predictions come right. Sue is pregnant and The Rock has been president. I've been saying be it since episode one. The Rock will be president one day. All right. All right. Next. What is coming to me? What is coming to me here? It's Jeff Hardy. We talked about him earlier. We did. We did. All right. Ah, uh, all right. Jeff Hardy will debut in AEW in the year 2022. And we'll have what Dave Metz Meltzer calls the best rematch of this, that, or any other century or sport when he faces off against Sting in a 46 second barn burner. <laughs> I mean, it, well, that's what double the amount of time that his first Sting match lasted. Oh, so. Man. No, that's that's fair. It's Vince McMahon. Is he buying something? All right, last one. Vince McMahon it is. All right, Vince, Vince McMahon. McMahon. Vince McMahon in the year 2022, will be met by the three ghosts of the three releases past. And he will see the errors of his ways. Shortly thereafter, a WWE documentary will come out entitled The Future Endeavored. How Vince Russo and WCW cut our roster. <laughs> right, Them are the predictions of 2022. That's the best one. Yeah, save it for last, right? Yeah, oh, that's good. Rome today for you. I thought it changed the mood a little bit, especially if we're talking about the great subjects we talked about today, the divisive <sighs> subjects we talked about today. All right, guys, we made it on time. It is 8:59. That took a lot out of me. Uh, thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, this literally is the highlight of, of my week. Um, weekly talking to Max, talking to you guys, um, uh, you know, bringing that family thing, you know, holidays were fun. Um, but this is, this holds a special place. So, uh, thank you guys for helping us grow. Thank you for, uh, watching us for the first or last or <laughs> anywhere in between time. Uh, you know, one friend at a time, one fan at a time, hit that subscribe button, hit that like. And make sure you go watch Talking Bloody Nonsense, which returned this week for its first episode in January in the new year. Mr. Impact Craig, the lovely Mr. Impact Craig, as Max likes me calling him. Uh, and uh, the wonderful, if you guys haven't seen it, we've been releasing the nonsense scenes on Twitter. Go watch Nixon's. It was on this last week, too. Uh, we put a little spackle on it, but it's his Christmas uh, or holiday announcement for the nonsense of backstage segment and uh 
it's a joy. It's already hit, I think, a thousand views. So go go check yeah, oh, go wow. check that out on our Twitter uh, timeline uh, at TNAIW channel. Uh, and if you guys want to rejoin or join the rankings committee, hit us up at the same Twitter handle and we'll add you to it. It's free. It's fun. Uh, and it's camaraderie, right? So we do this for. Let me get Vince out of here. Put the next president of the United States. All right, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Later, guys.